Well, since we have uh, quite a crowd of children this morning, as I was thinking about the passage and the sermon for today, I decided that adults, you're welcome here, but I decided I would preach right to the kids today. So if you are a child in worship today, this sermon, these words are meant for you. You see, children have been sitting in church for a long time, overhearing sermons that were meant for adults and trying to stay awake. And so today, uh, this sermon that's meant for children, adults are welcome to overhear and try to stay awake. Now, when I was a little girl, I was pretty well behaved. Um, I didn't really get into trouble at school. I didn't get sent to the principal's office. When I was at home, I obeyed my mom and dad during the day for the most part. The problem came at night when I was supposed to go to sleep. You see, I didn't like to go to sleep. And so at night, there was only one command in my house that I consistently disobeyed. And the command was this, stay in bed. So every night at my bedtime, my parents would put me to bed and they would walk away and go about their business in the house. And within a few minutes, I would pop out of bed and go and find them wherever they were. And I would say, I can't sleep. I need a drink of water. So they would put me back to bed. In a few minutes, I would pop up again and I would say, I can't sleep, it's too dark in my room. And so they would put me back to bed again. And sure enough, in just a few minutes, I would pop up again and say, I can't sleep. There's something scary in my closet. Anybody ever gotten out of bed before when they were supposed to be sleeping? I thought of every excuse, and you probably had some really good excuses before too, but of every excuse that I thought of, there was one excuse that I never used. I never said, I can't sleep because God is talking to me. That is what happened to a boy named Samuel. And he is the hero of our story today. Now, Samuel was already a very special little boy. His mom, whose name was Hannah, she, before she was a mom, she wanted to have a baby so, so, so much. She longed for a baby, and so she prayed to God that he would make her a mom and send her a baby. She asked God and she prayed, and then she made a promise to God. She told God that if God would give her a baby, she would give that child back to God. That when he was very young, she would send him to the temple to live and minister there as a little boy. And so when Samuel was not that much older than many of you, he left his home, and he left his parents, and he went to live in the temple which was a little bit like a church for them, only it was even more important. You see, we have lots of churches, don't we? But they only had one temple, and they believed that God lived there. Now, they know, just like you and I do, that God is everywhere, but they believed in a very special way that God's concentrated presence was there in that temple. And so when people wanted to meet with God, when they had business to do with God, or they wanted to be close to God, they would go to this place, to this temple. And there were priests who lived there to take care of God's special place and to help people get in touch with God and be close to God through their prayers and giving their gifts to him. And Samuel, can you imagine? He got to live 
inside that temple, that very special place. Now, when he went there, he went to live with an old priest whose name was Eli. And Eli was so old that his eyesight was starting to go bad. He was starting to be very blind. And so while he was the grown-up and Samuel was the kid, a lot of the time it was Samuel who was helping to take care of Eli. He was being his eyes for him when he could not see. He was fetching things for him and doing things for him that he couldn't do for himself. And Eli had two grown sons who were priests who were supposed to be helping him too, but they were really only interested in helping themselves. When people brought things to give to God, these two sons sometimes stole them for themselves. They mistreated God's people, and they weren't there to serve God. They were really just there to serve their own appetites. They had lived so closely to the things of God for so long that they really stopped seeing them. Now, they weren't blind with their eyes, but their hearts were blind. They lived in the middle of all these holy and special things that were so honored to God and to God's people, but because they were there around them every day, they really stopped seeing them. It's kind of like if you had a piece of art in your house or a beautiful picture, and somebody came to your house one day and said, that is a lovely piece of art hanging on your wall. And you stopped to yourself and said, you know, I walk by that beautiful picture every day, but I don't really look at it. That's how these priests were in relationship to the things of God. They had stopped really seeing what was there. And one of the most special objects in the whole place, in the whole temple, was called the Ark of the Covenant. It was a box where God's people had put their most holy treasures. And they even believed that the presence of God rested on it and went with this box, this Ark, everywhere that it went. It was so holy that when they went out into battle to fight, they would put this ark, this box, at the very front, and everyone knew that what arm, whatever army had this box with them, this ark, they were to be afraid of them because God's power was with them. It, it was ho so holy that one time God's people were carrying it from one place to the next, and they were careful to be very holy and very sacred about how they carried it on these poles, and it it started to slip a little bit and lose balance. And somebody reached out to balance it so it wouldn't fall, and they touched it with their bare hands, and they dropped dead right on the spot. Well, the boy Samuel lived in the temple. Not only did he live in the temple, he was given as a bedroom, as a place to sleep, the very room where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. Can you imagine sleeping in that room? with that very holy object and knowing that God was present there. Samuel was making his bed on holy ground. And one night as Samuel laid down to sleep, he thought he heard something and it sounded like a voice. And our children are gonna help me with this today. You can help too, even if you're not a child. The voice said something like this, Samuel, Samuel. And it was really late at night and so Samuel thought, Maybe it was Eli that needed something from him. So he jumped up out of bed and he went to the old blind priest and he said, here I am, I'm here to help. And Eli said, I didn't say anything, I didn't call you. He thought maybe Samuel was just fooling around trying to stay up late like I used to. Go back to bed, he said. But in a few minutes, Samuel heard it again. What did he hear? Samuel, Samuel. So back to Eli's room, he ran. Here I am, he said. 
My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back to bed and lie down. But you guessed it. In just a few minutes, Samuel heard it again. Samuel, Samuel. So he popped up. He listened again and he ran back to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. Now Samuel was just a little boy and he didn't have a lot of experience yet with God. Eli, on the other hand, had a lot of experience with God, but sometimes grown-ups can have too much experience. They get their spiritual ears all clogged up and they don't hear from God as well. So Samuel had the clear, open ears to hear from God, but Eli had the experience to know that it was God who was speaking. So he gave Samuel some instructions. He said, go lie down, and if you hear that voice again, it's not me calling, it's the Lord. And so what I want you to say is this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Sure enough, Samuel went and lay down, and he heard it one more time. Say it with me. What did he hear? Samuel, Samuel. But this time, instead of running to God, Samuel did what Eli told him to do. He said those words to the Lord, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then he got to hear from God the very voice of the living God for the very first time. And for the rest of his life, because he listened when he was a boy, Samuel grew up to be a man who heard from God and did what God said. He was a wonderful prophet who helped to lead God's people because he listened to the voice of the Lord. Now listen, when, when Samuel was small, his mother dedicated him to the Lord. She took him to the priest. She said, I've prayed for this child a long time, and I promised I'd give him back to God and let him serve God. His mom and dad, they loved God. They wanted Samuel to serve and love God. And so his parents said yes to God on Samuel's behalf. But that wasn't enough. Something else had to happen. Samuel had to say yes to God himself. So when Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, what he was saying is, yes, yes, God, I am listening, and I will do what you say. I'm yours. I will do whatever you say. I want you to listen. You are important to God. The living God knows your name, and he knows how to reach out and speak to you in ways that only you can hear, no one else around you. God made you with gifts to use to serve him and love him, and he is going to show you those gifts in different ways. This was a place where Samuel was growing up on holy ground, where the adults were supposed to listen to God, but they weren't listening. And Samuel was supposed to be serving these adults, these priests who were the insiders, the ones whose families had served God for generations and generations. But God didn't choose one of the grown-ups to speak to. He chose a little boy. And Samuel's ears were open to listen in the ways that the grown-ups were not. When I came to Back Porch Art a few weeks ago and invited you children to come and sing in our chapel, I mentioned that this chapel is like a home for us. It's, it's a place for our seminary community to gather, and um, I want it to be your home, too. I want you to come to chapel whenever you can. Even if we're not having a service, you can come in here and pray in this place, because as I told you, this is a place where a lot of people feel God's presence is here in this place. But did you know that some people feel like this whole town is like that? That Wilmore, Kentucky is a place where people come to hear from God and God's presence is here? 
And some of you have come to this town because your parents are serving the Lord. Someone in your family is serving the Lord. But what I want you to know this morning is this. God doesn't wait for us to grow up. He calls children too. And children can hear from God in ways that their ears are open. Sometimes adults can't. And you can remind us that God is speaking. And then sometimes adults know that it's God speaking before children do. And just like Eli helped Samuel, they can help children know this is God's voice. This is God's will and call for your life. So no matter how you came to this holy ground, no matter how you showed up here, who in the past has said yes to God on your behalf, God wants your yes. He wants you to know that he loves you and he knows your name and he wants to hear from you. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen.